Hello and welcome to Mystical Frequency. I am your host, Jen, also known as Celestial Light Witch, and my pronouns are they, them. I am an intuitive card reader and spiritual practitioner. This podcast is all about spirituality, energy work, tarot, astrology, and all the mystical things in the universe. Every week, we talk about mystical topics as we try to grasp the understanding of the universe and our human journey. We'll have some guests share their take on their spirituality, because as we all know, everyone's journey and practices never look the same. I'm excited to share this space with you and open our minds together through this journey called life. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome back to Mystical Frequency. My name is Jen, pronouns are they, them, and I'm also known as Celestial Light Witch. I'm back. I know it's been quite some time, y'all. I'm finally back. I apologize for my absence. I have had a lot of evolution, a lot of changes, a lot of shifts happening in my life, and I'm back and ready to roll. I'm back and ready to have episodes. And I'm so excited for today's episode because it's one that's very dear to my heart, very important in my life. And today we're going to be talking about my tarot journey and where it started, where it has led me and where I am today with it. And I'm just very excited because I think a lot of people have may have some sort of misconception in regards to tarot. I know I did in the beginning. I knew I was like a little scared having a Catholic background. Any type of divination was just very frowned upon. And it's crazy to me that here I am now being a tarot reader, reading pendulums, and really just channeling for a living. And I'm very excited because I think a lot of you maybe have had a tarot reading done before. Maybe you read tarot yourself. And I think we all have you know, very unique stories in regards to how our tarot journeys kind of start. And I'm a true believer that tarot is something that could be for everyone. This is something that I think is a beautiful tool to gain clarity and guidance and really have some sort of like channel with your spirit team. And I really think it would be a good idea if everyone just had their own deck and pulled cards every day because I think it's such a beautiful practice and I am just so grateful I get to do it every day. I think it's so fun. I think it's such a creative divination tool. It is such a beautiful tool to do so many different things with. And I really just want to educate anybody who's interested or curious about tarot. Maybe, you know, there's some of you out there that haven't gotten a reading done before, but you've thought about it. So I'm going to start with a little bit of history of tarot. So the earliest decks that we know of are dated back from the 15th century, and that was in northern Italy. It was treated as a game when it first kind of emerged, and then images began to change as tarot traveled over other European countries. The images soon became archetypes for humans, therefore it evolved into a divination tool. This tool is utilized to help us understand things about ourselves. And in turn, 
we gain clarity and guidance through the practice of tarot. So that's a little bit of the tarot. Tarot has evolved so many different times throughout the years and it, it keeps evolving in regards to imagery, interpretations. And I think that's the beautiful part about it. So I'm going to touch base on how my tarot journey began. I'm going to go back in time, back to, I want to say it was like 20... 2018, I want to say, I was at my friend Viv's house and I was going through it. I think I was having some issues with my dad and my friend had a deck in her home and she invited me to pull some cards and kind of gain clarity. And to be quite honest with you all, I wasn't really religious during that time, but I had a lot of like Catholic guilt. I, you know, was raised in a Catholic home. So pulling cards from a tarot deck frightened the heck out of me, but I was also very intrigued by it. I thought it was so cool. I thought it was so special. And yes, a part of me thought it was scary, but I was still very intrigued and curious about it. So I went ahead and pulled some cards and I didn't know what I was pulling. So obviously I just used the guide book and just kind of guided myself on regards to what the images were representing. And it really resonated with me that one time. And then I didn't touch a deck until 2020, which was when I started my enlightenment and I bought my first tarot deck. My first deck was the Modern Witch Tarot deck by Lisa Sterl. And to this day, I'm so happy that this was my first deck because the imagery in this deck is probably my favorite thus far. I have quite a few decks now. I have close to 30 decks now, but it's still such a special deck to me because it did start my journey and I did start learning with this deck and I really recommend it. If you're thinking about getting a deck for yourself, I really recommend the Modern Witch deck. I have gifted this deck quite a few times for to some of my closest friends and they all love it. And it's LGBTQIA plus friendly. It has a lot of like queer imagery, which obviously I'm a fan of. And I really recommend it because it has a lot of the original Rider Witt Smith deck imagery it just has it like a more modern interpretation of it and you might be asking why did I feel called to get my first deck so during my spiritual enlightenment I don't know about you or if you know any Aries out there but when we go into something if we get into something we go into it pretty ham and when I first started my enlightenment, I was obsessed with like tarot videos on TikTok. And I was like, why can't I just do this for myself? And I was really just intrigued by imagery. I love the smell of books. I love reading. I love imagery. I love art. And tarot just kind of incorporated all those things and spirituality. So to me, it just kind of was a perfect little medium for me to get my hands on a deck myself. And I just was so intrigued by it. And to this day, it still fascinates me. It fascinates me even more so now, now that I have evolved in my practice and my understanding for the cards is so much more intense than it was when I first started. It has really made me appreciate tarot so much more. How did I learn tarot? Well, 
uh, I was self-taught for the first year. I honestly just watched a bunch of YouTube videos. I bought a book, a tarot book. I started to just kind of teach myself and reading the guidebooks in the decks that I would buy. And then I had my own like little methods of teaching myself. I would like pull a card and I would just look at it and just kind of see what it is that I felt looking at the card, what the imagery looked like, what my understanding of the imagery meant. And then I kind of started that way. Then I started to learn about numerology. I started learning what each element of the cards meant. I learned about the major and the minor arcana and kind of the story of the tarot, starting from the full card. So I was self-taught first year. Then I really wanted to take a class. I really wanted to kind of solidify my knowledge and I wanted to make sure that what I was teaching myself was actually correct. And so I started taking some tarot classes. There's so many tarot teachers out there, but I found one on TikTok. Her name is Kate Van Horn, and she's a wonderful tarot teacher. So I took some of her courses and I just kind of incorporated what she taught me into what I kind of taught myself and therefore just kind of evolved into that. I will say a big part of tarot is your intuition. So incorporating your intuition with the knowledge of the cards is truly key to giving an accurate reading for others. So once I felt like I was legit, <laughs> that's when I decided to start doing it as a business. And I started reading for my friends at first, for uh, my family, and then I kind of gained that confidence to kind of read for other people. And now this entire year, I, I honestly don't know how many markets I've done, but I've done so many pop-up markets this year of 2023. And my confidence in tarot has grown and I'm so grateful that I have evolved to this point and I'm still learning three years later. I'm still learning so much about it and I don't get tired of learning about it. So maybe you're asking, why do I think it's such a important tool for people that practice divination? I think tarot is just so wonderful at helping you be interperspective with yourself it's extremely helpful when it comes to gaining clarity and gaining guidance so when I'm doing a reading I call on to my spirit guides if I'm doing a reading for myself I call on to my spirit team and I ask them to kind of like guide me in regards to a situation and give me advice on how I can move forward how I can evolve from the situation just so I gain an understanding of like what's actually happening happening behind the scenes when I'm reading for other people I tap into the person's spirit team so that they can send me the mes messages that this person is needing to hear and the guidance that they're, they need to hear. And so that's kind of the way I, I go about re doing readings for people. And what I love most about tarot is just the fact that it's kind of a portal. It's a portal between the 3D world and the higher realm and you tapping into your spirit team, which you can do it in so many different ways, like meditation, um, doing like an automatic writing session. Um, there's so many ways you can talk to your spirit team and to your higher self. And tarot is just a, a more physical, tangible way to do it. 
And I think that's why I love it so much because it's, it's something that you can kind of just see in the moment in the 3D form and just kind of gain clarity in that way. Yeah, you could be asking who is tarot for? And I'm a little biased and I think tarot is for everybody, everyone who's open to it. A big part about tarot is you have to be open to it. That's whether if you are doing a reading for yourself or you're reading for other people or you're getting a reading yourself. I always tell my clients, the more open you are to receiving this message, the more accurate and the more it's going to resonate for you. Because ultimately, when you're reading tarot, you are reading energy. If there's a block in the energy, there's going to be miscommunication that happens. So if there is a wallop, if there's someone I'm reading and there's a wallop that they put up, it's going to be very, very hard for me to read them. And if you're a reader, you know what I'm talking about. There has been moments where I have sat down. This happens at markets in particular where, you know, people actually like make the choice to sit down and get a reading, but they still are doubtful. They still second guess. There's a part of them that, you know, their ego's talking to them and they're like, ah, this is kind of bullshit. If you go into a reading with that mentality, it's not going to be accurate and you're not going to get that clarity that you want. You're not going to get the most out of your money. And that's what I always try to reiterate for everyone that gets a reading. So like I said earlier, the tarot is divided into two portions, the major and the minor arcana. The major arcana is made up of 22 archetypes that represent forces beyond the everyday. This is something that is also known as the fool's journey. And the first card is the fool and we end at the world card. So this is basically a rendition of a journey that maybe we all have gone through. And when you are getting a reading and there's several major arcana cards, I have found that that's usually a big sign that you are going through a transformative time in your life. I like to think of the major arcana as individual parts of ourselves that are in different stages in life. The Fool is very much a card of new beginnings, of being kind of like the baby, a fresh new start, a fresh new day, the new beginning of a new lifetime. To me, that's a representation of the Fool and it evolves and it ends all the way to the world card. The world card is basically you completing a cycle. You have done it all. That's a representation of what the world card is. So the cards in between are simply just the journey from the Fool all the way to the world. So that's kind of a little rendition, a little uh, easy take for you to understand what the major arcana is. The minor arcana are split into four suits, the wands, the cups, the swords, and the pentacles. And they run from ace to ten. And these are made up of some court cards. So the page, the knight, the queen, and the king. And all these things have a meaning. All these things are crucial in understanding what each card means. The wands is a representation of fire. The cups is a representation of water. The swords is a representation of air. And the pentacles is a representation of earth. The wands representing fire is usually a representation of creativity, projects, and action. And 
cups are made up of water. So this has a lot to do with your inner experience, relationships, imagination, feelings. And the swords is made up of air. So this has everything to do with how you speak, how you think. Clarity is a representation of all those things. And the pentacles is a representation of earth, as I said. So it has everything to do with finance, with physical reality, with work, finances, money. So that's a little glimpse of the understanding of what tarot is made up of, the major and the minor arcana. A lot of other things that are utilized in reading tarot are numerology and astrology. Both of those are very important in regards to how you interpret tarot and has a lot of symbolism as well. Now let's dig deep into the numerology aspect of the cards. So the aces, what do the aces represent? This is the beginning of something. This is power, potential, a blessing coming in. This very much embodies the essence of something, of the reading. It's kind of like the it factor. The twos has everything to do with duality. It has everything to do with the union of two parts, of balance and making decisions. The threes has everything to do with growth and expansion, progression, creativity. The fours has everything to do with foundations and structure, rationality, conserving your energy, consolidation. The fives is uncertainty. It could be change. It could be conflict. It could be adversary or dealing with some bullshit. The sixes is everything to do with equilibrium, harmony, communication, stability, transcending bullshit again. <laughs> the sevens has everything to do with soul motives, having to keep going, having that progression of assessment and endurance and spirituality, tapping into that part of yourself. The eights has everything to do with progression, judgment, movement, strength, and having to make good choices. The nines has everything to do with assimilation, reassessment, experience, coming to a conclusion because you're almost at the 10 part, uh, your experience, a culmination of something. And the tens is a completion. It's the ultimate outcome. It's the end of the beginning again. So now going towards the core cards, the pages. What do the pages represent? That represents new beginnings, optimism, opportunity, being naive when it comes to something, being excited when it comes to something. The Knights has everything to do with action, pursuit, bravery, drive, needing to learn the meaning of slow your roll. The Knights has everything to do with pursuit, drive, bravery, action. The Queens have everything to do with emotional intelligence deep intuition, compassion, dignity, and it's a very high vibe placement as well. And the Kings has everything to do with experience, perspective, success, wisdom, leadership. So that's your little kind of overview of what tarot is made up of. It's made up of numbers, symbolism, action. So that's my little tiny, tiny crash course on what tarot is made up of when it comes to numerology, when it comes to the symbolism, when it comes to the court cards, when it comes to major, minor arcana, all the things. And there's a lot to it. 
who would think who would have known that 78 cards would have so much to unpack well let me tell you it is a journey and it's a journey i really want to invite you on because i think tarot is so incredible it's so beautiful and i'm really grateful every single day that i get to shuffle cards and relay messages to people that need guidance and honestly utilizing it as a tool of self-care there's so many different ways you could utilize tarot and i really want to encourage you to open your mind to it if it's something that you've had in the back of your mind and buy yourself a deck buy yourself a deck that you feel like is calling to you one where you feel like the imagery really embodies who you are or something you enjoy looking at because I guarantee you if you buy a deck that you enjoy you'll pick it up a lot more often. I really want to thank every single one of you for sticking around through this episode about my tarot journey and me kind of scrambling some information for you to kind of gain clarity and understanding of what tarot truly is and I'm very excited if this episode really encouraged you and inspired you to buy yourself a deck i really want to congratulate you because i really feel like it's something that you will never regret and your first deck is something that i feel like everyone kind of holds close to their heart and i i think tarot is just so fun and very useful and I love connecting with other readers and people that just love tarot as much as i do so on that note, I'm going to go ahead and pull a card for you all and we'll kind of see what the energy is looking like for this next week. Y'all, why did I get the full card? Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Spirit doesn't mess around here. Spirit does not mess around here. And Spirit has a sense of humor. I pulled the full card. Okay, so the full, is, the full card is all about being optimistic going on your fool's journey it's literally the first card of the deck so i think this message has everything to do with if you are listening to this episode and you are being called to buy yourself a deck just do it you have nothing to lose go into it with this full energy of being open minded not expecting anything and just kind of jumping and taking that leap of faith and going out in a whim is what I'm hearing and just opening yourself up to this fool's journey. How is it? I Sometimes spirit, like spirit, I want to pat spirit on the back sometimes because spirit's hilarious. So the, the fool card is your card, my love. This is about new beginnings. So if you have felt like you have been in, in this place of being kind of like depleted of energy or kind of feeling like you've completed a cycle. I'm here to confirm that you have and you are about to enter this new beginning, this new journey of the fool. And I'm so excited for you. I hope this message found you well and I hope you all enjoyed this episode this week. And I will be back again next Tuesday with a whole new show. I promise. <laughs> I'll see you then. Bye. Thank you. 
Thank you for tuning in to Mystical Frequency. Make sure you rate, subscribe, and follow the podcast and share this with someone you love. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Celestial Light Witch as well as TikTok at Celestial Light Witch. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Thank you.